Oh, we're going full Kim and Yan on you because we got a twofer for you. Uh, this week, we're having our issues, our daddy issues, because we're talking Ghostbusters Afterlife and The Father. I am the gatekeeper. Oh, that's it? Okay. Uh, Paris, they don't even speak English there. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? So we're going to be doing something completely different for the month of December. And because it was his idea, we're going to kick you over to Scott to tell us what we're doing. Take it away, Scott. All right. So since we we decided to boycott all Christmas movies. Boo! Christmas of, sucks! You know, because of its constant bullying of Thanksgiving and taking it over, um, we... Yeah, we're not going to do any Christmas themes, so we decided to kind of round out the year, and we're just going to pick movies that each of us watched this year and just do kind of quick hits on them and uh, kind of see what else we watched that we really didn't have time over 2021 to really discuss in our op- in our episodes. So for myself, I chose Afterlife. Uh, Ghostbusters sequel that came out last week or two weeks ago by the time this airs and Chris you chose so I'm technically 100% breaking the rules here so I'm doing The Father which actually came out in 2020 because of its release at Sundance but its wide release to the general public was just in, was in February in 2021 uh, in time for the Oscars. It also did go to the Oscars in 2021, uh, and we'll talk about that a bit. So, yeah. So we're going to go The Father and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, yeah, Scott, when did you see it? You, do you, I'm assuming you saw yours in the theater, et cetera, et cetera. So give us the, the takeaway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we went. I went with my middle child, Camila, Uh on opening day. How do you, sorry, how do you choose which child gets to be the child that goes to the, how'd you like that movie movie? Oh, we have like a home Olympics. Oh, nice. And uh, whoever wins, <laughs> wins the event that day. I thought it was going to be more like gladiatorial uh, uh, sports or something like that. You're like the oh, other, no, the other kid is still injured from the last competition. No, so no, I was going to say, I can't do gladiator because in case they actually go to the extreme and kill each other, then, <laughs> you know, then, then I got that to deal with. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we went and let me tell you, I went to the theater that had D box seats. Have you ever sat in a D box seat, Chris? Sounds very pornographic. So I probably should. So, okay. So the answer is no. So it's the <laughs> ones that, um, that give you like, while the movie's playing your seat moves with the movie. Oh, okay. So when they're shooting the proton, like when they're shooting the guns, your seats vibrating, uh, when they're driving and, and the car swerving, your seat, you see kind of moves like so it, it is it, pornographic yeah, yeah. so it 100 it, it you should have like, taken your you... wife it would have been a the best experience you had in 2021 no no the seats are too far apart oh, for okay. that <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i don't think i'm ever gonna not watch a movie unless it's d-box again because 
the vibrations like literally i had a i had a full body massage during this movie <laughs> the whole time like i came in came out so relaxed <laughs> and i was just like i wanted to go watch another one <laughs> just to do the upper body just sit upside down on the seat but um in terms of the movie itself yeah so now far, that we've talked about the furniture <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> how was the uh, actual so fucking movie yeah, like so far, I've gone to see four films in theaters this year. Two we've discussed, um, Bond and nice. Dune, which I wasn't, you know, impressed with. If you would, if you would have been massaged in Dune, you would have literally felt fallen like totally asleep. Yeah, yeah, most yeah. likely. <laughs> but uh, and the other movie I watched was Eternals, which we'll probably discuss another day. Uh, but I'll say with this film, I had so much fun with it. Just watching it. Like I know in terms of you, it's one of your favorite topics, you know, nepotism in, in cinema. <laughs> so having the son of the, the director of the first film direct this one. Uh, but you know, in his own right, Jason Reitman has set out a career for himself before even touching one of his dad's uh projects but and i mean uh, and it'll be interesting to see what you say about this because like that's ghostbusters like the original ghostbusters like you don't want to be treading in your dad's footprints and fucking it up right like let's be honest uh the remake of ghostbusters not not a good uh good movie not a good film uh not a good representation of uh the original ghostbusters so how did he do? No, I will say this. This is like in terms of if you were to go like bunch all four, this would now be my number two. Like this one, like for what it did story wise um, and connecting the first two films with this one, it, it did it well. And then everything in this film in terms of... um the callbacks to the original was earned. Okay. Like they didn't just throw shit in, you know, as a nod to just throw it in as a nod. Right. So no, like ham fisted, just like, Oh, bam, there's a Bill Murray quote or bam. There's like something about Gozer or something like it's done well in the script is what you're saying. Yeah. Everything like they did a very good job. Right. In which, all the bits and pieces, like, don't get me wrong, like, it is a popcorn film, so there are some plot holes in it, but even those, you you just take away, like, bringing, how they bring back Stay Puff Marshmallow Man is hilarious, and one of the highlights of the movies, same with um, the cameos that, that come in, that once they're done like going into the movie you already know there's going to be these can of uh cameos. cameos of the originals uh of the original actors but how they're done the way they're brought in like it, each moment is like and watching in the theaters when they happen like the crowd the crowd was cheering and, and really? clapping, right like when they came in like it that's what i'm saying like everything in in the film was earned it, nothing was ham-fisted it was it was like just an enjoyable time to to go into 
into and watch, right? So definitely watch it in the theater if you can with the D-Box. Oh, I, well, especially if you want to come out relaxed, like full body massage. Man. <laughs> yeah, like the, get the, the Ghostbuster us- massage. Because you're going to get a lot of it. There's a lot of proton packs, a lot of car chases and shit like that. So you're going to get that deep tissue Swedish massage, right? Would you? And it's half half the price of going to an actual masseuse. Well, and especially the one with the happy ending. They're much more expensive. Uh, would you? <laughs> this one gives you a happy ending. Well, too. I can do my own happy ending in the in, with the seat. Um, <laughs> would you suggest watching this on video on demand, or should people definitely be seeing this in the theater? Mm like either way like to be honest um it, it's i just think people should watch this it is like for the movies that we've done that came out this year um also the movies that we've watched in theaters um yeah this was one of the ones that i've like 100 from beginning to end enjoy at no point was i looking at the clock thinking like oh when is this gonna end and the film itself i think was like just it's in your yeah it's about two two hours okay and just a little bit over so it's 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 compactful like there's no lull spots on it so by the time you were done the film was done (laughs) like i was with my 11 year old daughter so that's you know Um, did so did you you, did you guys watch the original Ghostbusters, or did you like? Did you do any like working up to the? No, film? no, we just went straight into this one, right? Like for like for my daughter, she, you know, she's huge into Stranger Things, so you know, having having good old Finn Wolfhard there, yes, you know, it, it made her do those uh, th- that event a little bit harder, right? And then even if you're into like. Because I think Stranger Things itself is like a nod to the original Ghostbusters. Um, there's a she she even said herself like she had a lot of uh, Stranger Thing vibes into this film. And I think to go back to what you're saying before, in terms of um, the Paul Feig feige no paul feige is that how you say his name i don't know i always call it i I say feg i don't know i never we don't get names right on this show it's not important yeah but his i think the things that made his that like i enjoyed the all-female ghostbusters myself okay but i think the thing that like what they did with this one well was it wasn't um it was more the tone is 100% the same as the original. Gotcha. Like the first Ghostbusters where it's more like serious. serious. Yeah. Serious. Um, and then you have the comedy to lighten the mood and the horror, the horror's done well. Right. Yeah. I call and that then, like a dramedy, right? Like where the, it's, it's a drama with some, some funny stuff stuck in there, but it's not, I would say the, the female Ghostbusters is a comedy, like a straight up comedy. Right. Yeah. Like oh, one of the, one of the, kid ghostbusters like or the new generation his name played by logan kim his name's podcast he's literally <laughs> the only only guy in that small town that has his own podcast about supernatural <laughs> stuff so he just like goes around and tries to like record his podcast like and make it all melodramatic and all that stuff but uh, it's pretty funny like he, he was a highlight as well and i'll say this like mckenna grace like she she's just starting but i think she's gonna have a very long very long career as an actress fantastic 
Uh, did it win any awards so far? Like, is, or not win any awards, but do you think? Do you think it will go? It won the weekend box office mm. two two weeks. <laughs> like, that's about it. There's that's no all. Awards. I mean, is, do you think? Do you think there's any Oscar <laughs> stuff in there? Maybe in uh, special effects or editing or anything like that, or is it just like a fun popcorn movie? <laughs> no, I think this this um, in terms of awards. I would say probably do they do they still do the blockbuster awards or the MTV Movie Awards? Do they still do those? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I mean, there's other stuff like say, the Saturn Awards or the Fangoria Awards and stuff like that for more offbeat films. So, yeah. So I think it'll be in terms of that, right? Like more of the blockbuster films, like People Choice Awards, stuff like that. I I can see these for sure getting nominated, and I'll, I'll say this like. In terms of the movie, not to give anything away, like this movie, like finally gives like Winston, like something major to do. Oh, good. <clears throat> so, is there anything else you want to say? Um, no, just I think you should go watch it. I think you should go today, Chris. Like literally, go it today. Today, it's it's very snowy outside. So, uh, according to our yeah. producer, is uh, mostly shot in Alberta. In Calgary. It well, was, Calgary like is in the, the province of Alberta, but mostly shot yeah. in Calgary. Yeah, at the end, my th- they had all those, you know, in the credits where they have all the credits and, like, the tax things. You saw the Alberta and you saw the Quebec one. So it's like, why can't Chris get any of these credits for his movies? Like, why can't he? Because <laughs> you got to spend the money to get the tax credit, right? You, they don't give you the money first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, where is it set according to the film? Uh, Somerville, Indiana. Oh, okay. It so was. it's somewhere or in the United Ohio. States or whatever. It's like, yeah, mid Midwest. The Rust Belt. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like they, uh, there you go. Oklahoma, even better. Is it? Uh, it's See, not, our it, producers are on our, it. Our producer is on it. Is, uh, is it on video on demand yet or not yet? No, I don't think so. I think, I think now most, most of these films are, are going to be the, that 45 day window, right? Gotcha. So probably be another two to three weeks before it is probably just before Christmas when it comes out. That would be actually a good time when people start taking their Christmas holidays, their home. Uh, I know you have another lockdown because COVID variant 69. Um, and then you <laughs> have to watch fucking movies again. Um, okay. Uh, that's why we're here. And that, that's why we're doing this. And, and that's and that's why we still don't hang out is because we don't want to be plague monkeys. I yeah, clear, well, clearly that... see that you're on your uh, tropical vacation there. So. <laughs> that and you know just in case i share your straw i don't want to catch your herpes man yeah 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 i mean herpes only it's only a problem if not everybody has them so it's the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving um so i mean that's that that sounds like a fantastic film and it's definitely on my list to watch um so my film uh the father is uh way more of a debbie downer than the film that you just uh just spoke about so the father is actually taken from a French play called Le Pierre, uh, Le Papier, or Le Pierre, the father. So it just basically loosely, loosely translates um, by uh, Florian. Canadian, you're bad. I know, I know. I totally, man, I get, didn't do well in, in French. In, in, you're in, like, that was grade eight the last time I did French. Le Pierre is what it would be, right? The Pierre? The Pierre. The Pierre, uh, that's right. The Pierre. Um, by Florin Zeller. So he, it, this is what I found. So first off, this film is a fantastic film and you have to watch it. I'm going to explain some reasons why. But first off, what I think is super impressive is so the playwright 
and the original play director, Foreign, he then worked on the adapted screenplay and then directed the film with, like, no film experience. So I was shocked by this. I thought this was, like, that's such a huge fucking undertaking. Um, And the whole premise of this film is Anthony Hopkins plays the the father of, of this household or whatever, and he's got dementia. But it's taken from, you're seeing the world through his eyes and his mind, which is starting to deteriorate. So Olivia, Olivia Coleman plays, plays his daughter sometimes. So what they do is so he'll be, his daughter, he'll be talking to his daughter. She'll walk out of the room. A different actor will come in and he'll be like, who are you? Why are you in my house? Like, who are you? And it's like, dad, it's me. It's me. And at first, like, obviously that was, this is a bit of a spoiler, but at first you don't know for sure, like that this is his dementia. You think like, are people fucking with this dude? Like, is there going to be this big twist at the end? And you're going to find out that they're trying to make him crazy or seem crazy. Uh, but again, big spoiler, just cause I need to be able to talk about like the importance of this film. Um, it's just his mind starting to deteriorate. So they keep moving different actors in to play the same character and they'll like go out of a room and come back as different people. Or he'll just like Anthony Hopkins will just like turn around and then just be like, where am I? Like, why are you here? Why are you in my house? Is this my house? And it's not, it's not done in any like caricature way. Like it's, it's, it's very, very serious. And I remember when we were getting ready for our, I think it was our Oscar show. And I was like, I I don't think I'd seen the father yet. And so Chadwick Boswell Mm -hmm. was like, I was like that he's the guy. I mean, he had a great performance. He passed away. He he's going to get the Oscar. And then we recorded our show. And then I saw the father before the Oscars. And I was like, fuck. I was like, this performance is just like masterclass. Anthony Hopkins. It's, it is, it is the pinnacle of 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 a lifetime acting uh coming together and i'm like he's gonna get fucked like he's not he's not gonna win the oscar just because you can't there's a lot of stuff that's going against you man and dying dying is a good way to you know lock in that oscar and i was as much as it's well it's true like i'm not trying to be an asshole um again i think chadwick would have done would have won except that like out of out of nowhere anthony hopkins just fucking kills it and i'm glad the Oscar committee went, yeah, man. Like, and I, I think like from everything I've read about Chadwick Boswell, I know a lot of people were not happy that Anthony Hopkins won. They thought it was like, you know, some whitewashing and stuff as an actor to an actor. I'm pretty sure. he would. Let's let's what you're, you're talking, really going to put your, no, 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 no. I'm not talking Hopkins? about me. I'm talking about <laughs> Chadwick Boswell, Anthony Hopkins, like actor to actor. I think Chadwick would have been, he would have like, yeah, man. Like, if he was still alive, he would have been like, hands down, fantastic performance. Because it now, is just. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Quickly. So, in terms of what you're saying, like, um, to be, you know, dying is like a, a guarantee to get at the Oscar. I didn't say guarantee, but I did say it does really help lock it in. That's for sure. Now, do you think maybe they're like, Hopkins is 80? He's probably not going to have a performance as strong anymore. Let's. Let's give it to him now so he can actually... So, but that's not his first Oscar. Remember, he also got an Oscar for Silence of the Lambs playing Hannibal Lecter. So no, it's not... That was supporting. It's still fucking an Oscar. <laughs> like, yes, he didn't get he didn't get the lead, 
but he wasn't the but, lead in the fucking movie. Well, I mean, it's more almost yeah. it's almost like an ensemble cast between him and Clarice Starling. So, but um, no, but I, what I'm saying now, give him like the lead actor one because they're like, fuck, so he's eighty I, something. Oh, I hear what you're saying, and I say that you will watch this performance and you'll go yet again. Chris is 100% right on, on this, and so was the Academy. Um, well, c- can we go back to our pre- Oscar predictions and what happened? Because that episode, like, y- you didn't win at all. Like, yeah. I but destroyed just, you. Just because, just because the fucking Academy doesn't half the time watch all the movies they're supposed to watch, and I do, just shows how fucking little depth the Academy has. And luckily, like a broken fucking watch is right twice a day. They got this one right. Um, and I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to still do my, my quotes here. So Deborah Ross from the, the spectator uh, said, Anthony Hopkins is absolutely remarkable here. I read the screenplay, the screenplay available online out of curiosity. And what he brings to the words on the page is beyond and beyond and beyond. Hopkins has played King Lear twice. But this, this is his real King Lear. Like, and I agree. Like, it's a, it's like a stand up in your seat. Absolutely amazing performance. I mean, backed up by fucking Olivia Coleman, who's again, like just such an amazing British actor. Well, actor who happens to be British and again, comes out of that kind of theater background. Uh, the father was, had six nominations and ended up winning two. So it was nominated for best picture, best actor, which Anthony Hopkins won. Best Supporting Actor, Olivia Coleman, who, I mean, she ended up losing it, but, I mean, nominated. They did win for Best Adapted Screenplay, nominated for Best Editing, and Best Production Design. Like, this is a beautifully shot film. It's heavy and dark. And, unfortunately, like, I, we, you know, different family members right now, we have older family members who are going through this process. And this is very real. Like, to me, it explains a lot about dementia from what I see on the outside. And it makes me think about what is going on the inside because it's all taken from his POV. Like it's not a POV shot, but you're like a fly on the wall. It's almost like you're seeing what his mind is seeing. And it's just so well done. Um, and it did. Okay. I mean, it, it was made on a $6 million budget did 28 million. That's not bad in 2021. Like again, pre this is still during like the heavy parts of COVID. Um, it's got a 98% from rotten tomatoes. And a 92 from the from the audience. So the critics fucking love it. The audience is liking it. It's just over an hour and a half. Solid runtime. Uh, yeah, like I really don't have much more to say than watch it. And the good thing about this is I would actually say don't bother watching it in a theater. Because you're going to want to be kind of comfortable. And you're going to want to sit. And it's heavy. Like it's a fucking heavy movie, man. And you feel. It makes you feel that anxiety that, that people that are going through dementia must have. Questions? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, I was just quickly looking at, at Ghostbusters in terms of uh, the Rotten Tomatoes. And I thought, like, in terms of that, it's it's weird. It's like 63%. Um, From the critic? Critics, 95 audience. Yeah, so this is, that's a that's popcorn, right? The people love it and the critics don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, they're, they're, they're harsh, they're, they're too harshly analyzing it, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think, you know, most critics are wrong, except for me. I'm 100% right. You're not I'm, even much I'm, of a critic most of the time. You you rarely are really, like, critical. You're like, oh, it was good. They they tried real hard and they did their best. <laughs> yeah, because I know, like... Because you're not an asshole very, like me. <laughs> yeah, that, 100%. 100% that. But I also know that, 
you know, people do work very hard on it. Like, even if it's shit, right? Like, it's just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not for somebody else to find their audience. And that's the thing. Most, I don't think any film has not found an audience, right? Yeah, like, they usually, someone likes something or something becomes a cult classic, right? Like it bombs. Yeah, exactly. I, I think to the state, like, I think there's like a bad, what, what's that John Travolta movie? Which one? Which the bad, Earth which one. bad, John, oh, Battlefield the, Earth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they have a convention or something like that, right? Yeah, <laughs> but that's also Scientology. And I don't, I, I don't want to get, I don't know, shut down or something for talking shit about Scientology. So I'm just going to avoid I'm going to steal, steal clear. I'll talk about COVID. I'll talk, but I'm not fucking with Scientologists, man. Tom, Tom Cruise will come and fucking Mission Impossible my fucking ass. So he'll be like, no more, no more Top Gun. He'll be for jumping you. on my bed. <laughs> he'll come into your room. He'll take Top Gun out of your memory. You'll be like, no, 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 Maverick, no, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> anyway that's all i've got unless our producer has anything for me or scott you have any other questions about the father again mm-hmm. i i highly recommend everyone see it it's really well done and i mean if you're not loving it it's only 90 minutes just get through it it's i think it's an important piece of uh, cinema um and really like anthony hopkins's acting is just it's the best like it is it is the it is it's just a, a, a premier performance there's nothing you can take away from it and it's uh yeah, like he really moves you, and that's what acting. Now, is if I to. if I was to put you on uh, on the spot, would would Hopkins make your top five for your favorite actors all time? I'm really bad at the favorite actors all time, but he's re- I, I really enjoy his acting. Um, I mean, who's on that list for me is like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, I mean, I really like Matt Damon, but I mean, I don't think Matt Damon's like as good an actor as Philip Seymour Hoffman, but I also like Tom Cruise. Like I think Tom Cruise is a solid, it depends on what category we're talking about. So yeah, Anthony Hopkins, it would be up there with like Denzel Washington, uh, Philip Mm -hmm. Seymour Hoffman as like strong, dramatic actors. Right. Then on my other class, you know, I'd probably have a second list that has like Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Tom Cruise, you're choking up you're choking (laughs) up you're like i I love them all i can't pick and then even sometimes even sometimes leonardo dicaprio but i mean i feel like he gets more he's oh like more hype but then on again on the other side i love christian bale right so uh i I like people that will do like transform transformative acting but i also know that sometimes like mission impossible like there's no big dramatic shit but tom cruise is strapping his ass to a fucking spaceship and stuff like I'm going to give you fucking credit for that shit. Yeah, I hear you. And then there's like the Kurt Russell's and the B, the B movie actor levels. You know what I mean? Like where you're just like, yeah, man, just keep doing the Christmas Chronicles. Um, yeah, but when I'm talking leading me, I'm talking about like overboard, a list, like fucking like these are all hits. Yeah. But a leading man is got to also like, kind of be like that super movie star, like George Clooney or something like that. Motherfucking soldier, Tango and oh, Cash. I love Soldier actually. Soldier, escape, Soldier's actually escape, a great fan. Escape from fucking New York and L.A. Uh, we'll, we'll forget about that. <laughs> one. But. Anyway, we can we can discuss this at the after the show. Anything else? No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, uh, so is there any female actors on uh, on our on our best list? 
no, uh, no, this was just your best list. I oh, on my best list. I mean, so we already know. No, we already know you're sexist, and there's no one. You, <laughs> you, you, just, you, you pretty much named every male actor except you're, for a female. You're so just gonna you're, you're gonna cut me off there. You're not gonna let me redeem myself. Uh, obviously, <laughs> no, I no, like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I really like Kate Blanchett. She's actually one of my my favorite actors. Uh, who's a female? Um, Emma Stone is good. I mean, she's got some solid range. I think she's gonna again grow into like a really great actor i mean obviously there's like judy dench and stuff like that who are like the dames of cinema and are just you know colossal actors in their own right so uh yeah the like women have uh there's some really fantastic women actors out there as well and it's uh, you know what it is really unfortunate that i can rattle off the male actors better than i can the female ones other than like i said Kate Blanchett, and mostly because i really really like a lot of the work that she's done so i hear you no charlie's Sharice Theron is good. Um, oh, you know who else? Nicole Kidman. I actually really like a lot of the work that Nicole Kidman does. Um, so, yeah. Those two. That's all I got. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to name every actor under the sun. I have to start Googling so I don't look like an <laughs> asshole. But, no, those those two are like, like I said, those are solid. And, like I said, my, one of my favorite actors ever was has been Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it's really unfortunate that, uh, you know, he passed away when he did. So, well, way to bring us down on a downer. Just like your fucking movie. All right. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking to get a hold of us, please go to our website at howdyoulikethatmovie.com. All our social media links are there. And you can email us as well. Uh, anyway, that's all. Uh, unless unless our producer wants anything. Yeah, he says why sh- it's that our podcast now sounds like why should I watch this movie? <laughs> Welcome to why should I watch this movie? You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's all for Chris. He told you the movie's too long. It doesn't have good editing, and you're an idiot for watching it. Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.